What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a special edition of Kickback Conversations. We are so excited to have you here. This is our special Valentine's edition. Here at Love Month, we have some great things going on. And I wanted to highlight today the 10 couples on TV, my 10 black couples on TV that we've experienced that I just wanted to highlight something about them that I like about their relationship. Um, they're not, many of them are not perfect as we are not perfect, but there are just little integral things I think that we have, you know, they're about relationships. So I, I just wanted to sit by the fire a little bit. I'm at my, 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 my house, got the fire lit behind me and just trying to be, you know, getting that like love romantic mood, um, just to highlight these couples, um, that we've seen on TV. And it's some amazing things that I started to really like dig into this to understand like where they're coming from. Um, and how they're being depicted and just little things that we can just learn from them along the, this journey So I hope that you enjoy um, this episode uh, Please subscribe, you know, please hit in the comments um, You know what you think what something that you might add to this episode um, About some of these couples that I might have missed uh, Because it's so much to unpack so much to get into but you know, let's just get the ball rolling and this is in no no order so whatever but Martin and Gina is number one. Martin and Gina, Marty Mart, you know what I mean? What a, probably one of my, my all-time favorite couples on TV, um, just because, I mean, they were just purely fun together. You know, they were just so much fun. They had this great, like, comedic chemistry, you know, on TV, but they also tackled great um, issues and great things. We saw them date. We saw them, like, live together. We saw them, you know, the proposal, which is, Still to this day, one of the best, most like fun things to watch, epic proposals when you look at, you know, him having Brian McKnight come around the corner and stuff in the park, you know, to, to actually, you know, ask, her, you know, for her hand in marriage. We even see, you know, uh, just the elements of just the ups and downs of their relationships, the uh, ups and downs of, you know, guys getting his his head saying, yo, woman running you, man. And he he's feeling like he has to be more masculine or more assertive in his uh his leadership style. We see all of these different elements that we really just enjoy. And uh, Gina was time enough for Martin and Martin was time enough for Gina. I think that was the thing. At the end of the day, they had their own thing where they really loved each other. They cared for each other and they really wanted to be with each other. And I think that that was something that we saw, you know, at the end and just seeing their journey. I think many times on TV, we don't have opportunity to see the journey of somebody, the ups and downs, the breakups, the, you know, friends dynamics, the exes dynamics, all of these things that come into play, the, the jealousy, all of those things we saw in this show. And ultimately, they found their, their way back to each other. Um, and I think that it, it really dealt with a lot of different issues in a fun way, but they still had a message in it. Martin and Gina. Oh, Marty, Martin, and Gina, my baby. Right. And I love the fact that he always said, you go, girl, like this is celebrate her. Right. We got to celebrate our black queens out here, man. Like when they are just doing their thing, it that doesn't mean they have to do anything exceptional all the times just by being doing the things that they, they're, they're doing and making it look so easy. Uh, one of my favorite quotes, just because you wear it well doesn't mean it's not heavy. And I think that's what's depicted um, by the You Go Girl and uh, Martin and Gina. So that's my number one couple. Number two is... Dwayne Wayne and Whitley, right? Come on, give it up. We have never seen a couple like this. They were, first of all, their, their relationship was brought, brought to us by 
and HBCU. Shout out HBCU. Shout out Hillman College. Um, so we saw that being depicted in this episode where it was just like of all of the different seasons a different world had. And we were just like enamored by them. Like we just loved them so much. You know what I mean? Um, the, Whitley had that like Southern twang, but she was still bougie. <laughs> Dwayne Wayne, Dwayne, Dwayne Wayne was like a nerdy guy, but they like fit each other. And they like had this like really uh, accepting dynamic. Even though she was bougie, he was nerdy. They accepted each other and understand, understood each other on a different level. The other part about their relationship that I really like that we have to get to is the, it was the most bold wedding crash I have ever seen in my life. There was a movie called Wedding Crashers, but they did not do it like this. That brother, I'm going to tell you, a lot of us brothers, look, <laughs> look, we, we've seen the Wale uh, Usher song, Matrimony, you know, like when he crashed. Look, it takes a lot of like courage to crash a wedding. You know what I mean? You got a full grown man up there with all his boys like looking at you like, bro, it could be whatever, bro. It could be whatever. You know what I mean? And you're going to crash that. And then he broke out with the baby, please, baby, please. Like he was begging like James Brown, you know, and then for her to apologize to, to her, you know, fiance and say, nah, I want to be with Dwayne. You know what I mean? And that was just an epic scene because we thought it was over. You know, all of us, our, our hearts were in our chest like, man, they're not going to be together. It's, it's not going to end, end, end so well, you know. And then Dwayne Wayne was like, oh, no. I'm about to go get my lady, right? So, fellas out there, if you really want to be with that woman, man, I don't care. Look, what it is, bro, go get your woman, man. You know what I mean? If it's really meant to be, all right? If it's not, leave her alone, all right? <laughs> my number three couple is Cliff and Claire of The Cosby Show, right? We, we know Cliff's real-life character has not worked out so well, and he has disgraced us. But during that period of time, uh, The Cosby Show was amazing uh, because we got a chance to see... Uh, two, I think the first time we saw two black professionals, a lawyer and a doctor, you know, married to each other, um, just excited uh, about just their kids, their house, their family, uh, being able to parent and understand their kids' triggers and, and, and parenting different kids with different personalities and different, all kind of, diff, uh, you know, different uh, things you have to do to parent those, those type of kids. Um, I love that about their, their relationship. I love that they um, you know, understood all of that and, and they just parented really well. You know, I mean, this ep epic scenes when um, the daughter dropped out of, ha of Harvard and she was like, you owe me this money back. You know what I mean? Like this, this like that black mama coming out of her. And Felicia Rashad is just anything she is a part of to me is just upgraded with her level of elegance and demeanor and just class. Like she is just she is just all of that wrapped in wrapped in one. So Cliff and Claire is my number three uh, favorite couple. I know many of you guys have told me over the years and is working with uh, singles that Cliff and Claire um, was the only black couple that you actually saw represented where you could uh, aspire to. Right. Um, maybe you didn't see that depicted in your family um, or in your community. Um, but Cliff and Claire gave you the opportunity to aspire to that, to say, you know what? I can be married, I can have kids, I can have a functioning household and family and, and those dynamics that are healthy and, um, and not toxic. And uh, I think that, that they did a great job of that because I feel like they might have helped a lot of black um, couples and relationships um, 
who didn't see it in their own community, didn't see it in their own family, have hope that that could be an option or opportunity for them uh, to succeed. So shout out to Cliff and Claire. Um, I, I, I just, the Cosby Show, I, I think it's still running. Um, you know, a lot of good lessons in that. The Monopoly episode, I, I feel like, uh, spoke to me as a black man because I really felt like it was a father teaching his son about responsibility, right? And a lot of young black men um, don't get that, you know? So they're learning on the fly or maybe they haven't even their woman teach them these kind of di different things. So being able to be, be taught fiscal responsibility and how you're gonna pay for that, how you're gonna do this, um, really was like a, a really impactful episode because Theo was all over the map, right? And, um, you know, it, it, it just drove home just how important. And it made me want to be like one day a father, you know, to be able to teach my son, my daughter, uh, some of those different things, those life lessons that will do them well. So Cliff and Claire is my number three couple. Number four is Uncle Phil and Aunt Viv. I don't care if it was the first Aunt Viv, light skin or dark skin. I love Aunt Viv, sorry. <laughs> Um, what I liked about their relationship that I think did not always get uh, talked about was even though like they were rich, you know, I mean, they lived in Bel Air. Bel Air ain't cheap. Like it, it's no little, you know, <laughs> you know, affordable housing over here in Bel Air. Bel Air is like, you know, you out here balling. Um, I liked that even though they were rich, they never forgot where they came from in their blackness. Right. And able to and, and being able to try to impart that into their kids even though their kids went to these very preppy schools and all that kind of stuff. Um, it was like a, a, a beautiful thing that they still like, don't get it twisted. We, we got that inside of us. Even though we're the country club, we got that inside of us. Um, and I think that them bringing in their, their uh, nephew, a Will, um, made that dynamic even, even, like, even more like amazing to me because it was like, as much as Will needed them, and I think that's another thing that was depicted in the show, that we see reflected in many of, uh, of our communities where an a, a, a auntie or an uncle or a grandparent or somebody else is actually raising another child that they did not uh, produce, you know, um, for the family because maybe it's a family went on hard times or for a better life or whatever it may be. Um, they're the unsung heroes because they already raising their kids. They already got Carlton and Ashley, um, you know, and, 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 they're, and they're still like raising their kids, but they're trying to like, oh no, we can we can raise Will too. But Will came in and brought the dynamic of that realness of being from Philadelphia, West Philadelphia, born and raised. I would say that's the only rap that everybody knows, right? <laughs> but they, he brought flavor to them. He brought a realness to them. He brought a, a consciousness to them of understanding how black people are living outside of Bel Air, living outside of uh, private, um, predominantly white schools and those kind of things. And I think so. It was a mutually beneficial, um, beautiful thing. But yeah, Aunt Viv and, and Uncle Phil, they were just such a solid couple um, that, you know, they didn't, 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 didn't stop where they came from, but had the, the uh, opportunity and love to raise their, raise their nephew. And my, my favorite scene by far on Fresh Prince, and most black men like myself's favorite scene, I've heard LeBron James talk about it, how he still cries. Um, to this day, just listening or, or watching that scene is when uh, Will's father came into his life and, and he said he's going to go away with him. And, and Will was like, you know, why my daddy don't want me, man? And Uncle Phil just embraced him and hugged him as Will wept. You know, um, a lot of, you know, you know, young black men in our community who struggle with that, you know, and not being able to have that raw emotion. And not only, like I said, have Uncle Phil 
who was like, I got you. Like, I, like I'm, I'm going to cover you. You're, you're, you're good here. Um, you're worthy of love. I think that was so, so profound. So Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, great show. But I'm Viv and Uncle Phil, number four couple, favorite black couple of all time on TV. All right, number five, modern day couple who a lot of y'all have just been blowing up about and excited about. Number five is Randall and Beth from This Is Us. If you've not watched This Is Us, I don't know what you're doing. You're sleeping the wheel. An um, incredible show. I mean, it really has great writing, great acting. Um, it would definitely touch your heartstrings at a different level. Has so many different complexities to it. Um, it's not e easy to see where they're going on the next episode or the next season. Um, they always find a different plot line that you didn't see coming. So shout out to This Is Us. I think it's a great show. But Randall and Beth. I'm going to tell you, when Randall said, I wake up to, to, uh, <laughs> to shea butter and hair wraps every morning and had to check somebody real quick, I just heard every black woman across the nation just, just shout in their living room, right? I just heard it. I don't know. It was, it was y'all heard it too? Yeah, it, it was like everywhere. <laughs> I love about their relationship um, is they get each other. They really get each other. Not on just a superficial level or a basic level. They get each other on a much deeper and profound level and i think that's the the beauty of their relationship that we, we get a chance to see depicted um on the show um another thing that we we don't see um depicted a lot is they overcome their flaws like they have they both have flaws or both have weaknesses in their relationship and they're always trying to find a way to overcome it you know one episode where, where Beth talks about she doesn't see a door. She doesn't see a pathway for them to continue in their relationship, you know, which is a tough conversation that many of you and I have probably had in our life. But then coming around and really praying about it or really soul searching and saying, I see a door now. I see a way. Um, and sometimes it just takes it takes a little time to really get that and get there. Um, it's not always on the time frame that we want, um, but it, it can happen. Um, another beautiful thing about I love about Randall and Beth's relationship is Beth, Beth helps him maintain his mental health, right? That is huge because I think a lot of times right now with mental health awareness and things that are going on, uh, especially with black men, you know, not necessarily going and to talking to a therapist, something like that. Um, she plays a vital function of trying to help him, making, making sure that he's getting what he needs. And I think that Beth was the first time that Randall actually felt comfortable in his blackness um, all throughout his life being raised by a white white family and all of those different things and many times feeling left out or not feeling comfortable Beth was his sanctuary she became this this very comfortable place where I can be myself um, I can be comfortable in the black man that I am um, I can be comfortable that I don't have it all figured out like all of those things became comfortable with her and I love their relationship. I absolutely love their relationship. Um, they are relationship goals. Um, I mean, people say Michelle and Barack and all that, but Randall and Beth are there um, in so many different ways. They, they're great parents as well. Um, they're committed, but they get each other. And it's not that they just get each other because they just woke up one day and got each other. They work to get each other. They search to get each other. They ask for additional information from, parent, from family and, and people trying to get each other more. And a relationship is not a destination. It's a journey, right? And along the journey, you got to continue to work and work and work and work in and, and order to make it work. So I think that um, Randall and Beth 
unquestioned. They're my number five couple, uh, my favorite black couples on TV. All right, number six. Let's go. Number six is Dre and Bo from Blackish. All right. Funny couple, have great comedic chemistry. Shout out to Tracy Ellis Ross. I mean, I, I just love Tracy Ellis Ross. She can do no wrong. She's just like uh, such an authentic and um, just lovable person, you know, and I think that um, she's just great on the show. And <laughs> and Dre is great, too. Like, he he just keeps killing that role. He's like made for that role. Um, that's based upon, I think, kind of loosely based on a true story from the producer uh, of the show. But what I like about their relationship is they continue to want to teach their kids about where they came from. You know, even though they live in a much more affluent life now, they're trying to they're trying diligently to, to, to make their kids good human beings, um, to be grateful, to be thankful, to understand where they came from, to understand the journey that mom and dad had. And the funny part about this show that I think is, is, has a different depiction that we often see on TV is Bo, she comes from a mixed race family. So she has a whole a different um, understanding of who she is and, how, and her place in the world and, and Dre coming from where he came from. So even though they're teaching their kids, sometimes Dre and Bo are teaching each other about um, just different things based upon their experiences of where they came from. And I think that's beautiful. Um, and it show also shows. And another thing that this show shows, I think, I've ne I don't know if I've seen it before, is Dre and Bo, even though they were married, they had a separation. Like, we don't see that. And there are a lot of couples out here, I've talked to them, who have had a separation, sometimes very quietly. Like, they might, they, they might be your cousin in them, or they might be your coworker, and you might have never known that old boy was living with his best friend for, for two months while they were separated, you know? All you see is the pictures on the gram, but people go through stuff, and they separated for a time, but they found a way to work through some of their issues and get back together and work it out and stay committed to each other. So I think that's beautiful um, to, to be able to see that um, in real time um, depicted is something that we often don't see, right? All right. Number seven, I'm going back in the time machine a little bit. Derwin and Melanie. Remember Derwin and Melanie from the game? So Derwin and Melanie, and I mean the first Derwin and Melanie, kind of, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pre-BET days, right? So Derwin and Melanie, that was a, a really, really uh, cool couple. I think we really liked them. Um, I think they really had good chemistry on the show um, and, and who they, but I think the, the thing I like most about the complicated uh, about the relationship, it was it was complicated. It was extremely complicated. And I think we need to see that depicted on TV. Many of our relationships are extremely complicated. <laughs> if we tried to explain it to other people, they would not get it. They would not understand it. Um, but I think they really did a good job of just, just kind of showing that, like, hey, we're complicated. I don't know what, but we're going to do what we do, and we're going to try to love each other. So I think that was one of the things I really liked about Derwin and Melody that we didn't always see uh, d depicted. Um, they kept kind of coming back together, getting back together, doing this, doing that. We also see that, I mean, he was a pro athlete, so there's a lot of complications with that. Um, seeing she was an athlete's wife or athlete's girlfriend, um, it's so many different women who are being thrown at him at all different times. Um, it's so many times that you think, is he cheating on me? Is he doing this? He's doing that. Or trying to compete and talking to other um, athletes, um, wives or girlfriends about how they're trying to keep their man and all of those different things. I just think that it, the, the complexities of that we kind of saw in the show um, depicted a little bit more. Um, but shout out um, 
to uh, Miss Maori. Uh, shout out to Pooch Hall. Like uh, they did an excellent job on the show, and I think that we really, really enjoyed um, the game, uh, which was really, really. Well. I mean, the first, I guess, what couple seasons. I mean, it was really, really, really a good show, um, and it just shows the complications of how relationships can be so wow, like 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 trying to understand it. All right, number eight. One of my all-time favorite couples, for real, for real. I was going to put them higher, but I, I, and I, I don't know if y'all wanted me to do it. Number eight is from Queen and Sugar, Hollywood and Vi. Hollywood and Vi. We got to give it up for Hollywood and Vi. I just think that their relationship is so beautiful. Um, it's poetry and motion. Um, I think the show itself, uh, Queen Sugar, shout out to Ava DuVernay, is such... It's the way it's written, the plot... The way it's, it's shot. Have y'all seen the way uh, Queen of Sugar is shot? It's beautiful, right? Um, the historical things they put in it. Um, the racial justice things they put in it. It's just a beautiful show. Um, shot in Louisiana. Um, if you guys uh, know the story of it. If, if you don't watch uh, Queen of Sugar, definitely catch up. Binge watch it. Um, but Hollywood and Vi's relationship, I think, is just so beautiful because it depicts for the first time of us really seeing a black younger much younger man dating a black much older woman and the, here's the key hollywood even though vi is much older than hollywood um hollywood is emotionally mature he's committed he's supportive um of, and, and wants to provide her everything she needs and cover her right so his character even though he's younger than her he can hang with her like he is such a um a blessing to her um, even though uh, Vi has been, and, and it also shows this, I, I don't know if we've really seen this depicted as much too, Vi has been in a very toxic relationship in her past, okay, uh, with a, a previous, you know, a husband or what have you, who really broke her and broke pieces of her that maybe she never thought would be able to be healed. And Hollywood, um, and not only broke her, in, you know, mentally, but broke her physically, meaning he was like beating her and things. So Hollywood was able to come through in a very beautiful and profound way and say and, and just trying to like heal those pieces and not heal those pieces with just words, but heal the pieces with actions and showing her I'm going to be here. I'm your rock. I'm the I'm the man for you. Um, I remember one episode where she was struggling with giving up her name. Right. Like take, like when you get married, you know, and, and most times the woman will take on the man's last name. And she was struggling with that because of some of the things from her past. And he, he just broke it down to her. He said, Vi, given, you know, you having my name doesn't mean that you're just, that, that I own you or you're mine. It lets the world know that I'm yours. I was like, y'all were in your bag on the writing, okay? <laughs> so Hollywood and Vi, just a really, really fun couple. Um, he also was really great with her family. It shows that kind of that mix too um, that they've accepted him as like Uncle Hollywood, like even before they were married. Like he's just this man who's like been consistent. He can talk to her, you know, her nephews or whomever, um, and give a word, or, a wisdom, or encouragement. Um, he's he's always generally just very positive, um, and he always has her back. He always wants to see her win, and I think that's the thing I love depicted on that as a black man when you when you find your queen. You always want to see them win. Like, I want to see you win. Like, I don't want to see you lose. I want to see, I want it to be a part of you winning every single day. Whatever I need to do, 
whatever I can do, I want to see you win. Like, that's the big thing. And I think that 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 part of their relationship is definitely depicted um, in Queen Sugar. So write in the comments. I want to hear what y'all think about Hollywood and Vi as well, because I think their their relationship has so many different levels and layers to it. Um, and even from her stepping out, it show, also shows a woman stepping out, working a regular a regular job, um, but having a amazing skill set to do more. Right. And him believing in her and saying, babe, your pies are bomb. Like we need to like distribute this. We need to create a company like I got you. I'll invest in you like whatever you need. And I think that shows because we have so many black women now who are becoming entrepreneurs and business owners and doing amazing things. Like it shows that backbone, you know, because it's scary <laughs> to become an entrepreneur. It's scary to open your own business. Um, there's so many different layers to it and so many different um, details that have to be ironed out. And literally, like, to be able to do that is beautiful. So I'm going to give a shout out to Hollywood and Vine because they depict so many things that are right about a black couple, a black marriage. And it also, what it does, too, is it back in the day, it was always, um, ladies, I, I know y'all probably heard this. Get yourself an older man. Get yourself an established older man. But now Hollywood is like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> don't forget about your boy. You know, sometimes a man may be younger than you, but he's he's emotionally mature and ready and committed to be with you. He, he looked at you like, wow, I can't believe that I had the opportunity to date and be with you. So, you know what I mean? Like a little older, you know what I'm saying? He, he don't call her a cougar. He call her his wife. You feel me? <laughs> All right. Number nine. Is a couple that I had talked about last season a lot from the hit show Insecure, Lawrence and Issa. Lawrence and Issa are probably one of the most talked about black couples uh, in the last five years. I mean, they just, I mean, they just, there's so many complexities to them that we have to deal with. And I think that the thing that I liked about, I like about their relationship, especially as depicted in this last season, is there are many miscommunications in a relationship and sometimes when you get back to the point where you can talk and have a conversation with that person i've done this as well with exes where we've like talked and stuff and i'm like wow you felt that way like wow you thought that and you clear up a lot of things that were questions right um and it's two mature people uh get into a place of of having emotional maturity where they can just talk these things through um, step by step. So when they had that dinner scene this season and Issa was like, yo, I used to like drive around for an hour because I didn't want to come home. Like that's a real thing, you know, where somebody is just at a place of brokenness where they don't even want to be around you, you know, and there's a lot of other things that need to be unpacked there, you know, or not feeling supported or not feeling like you, you really care for me or you love me or all of these different things. Um, that we often miscommunicate on because we are so, we are so in the moment and we're, we haven't allowed ourselves to be detached from the moment to really say, hey, like, what are we doing here? Like, why did I do that? Or, oh, you did that because of that? Oh, okay. Oh, you were going through that? So that's why you said that? Oh, I get it. You know, all of those different things. Many times we just don't have the opportunity to really go through those things and hash it out. So Lawrence and Issa, also teach us that timing is everything. Timing is everything. 
like a lot of times we want to get with somebody we want to stay with somebody we want to you know uh, you know do all these different things or whatever like that but it's just not the right timing it's not the right timing I think that um, you know you know many times we think that it's the right time because that's what we want to do at the moment but maybe that person has to heal maybe that person has to deal with something or tie up some loose ends or um, maybe you guys just need some more time to really get to know each other um, without the pressures of this or that coming up uh, so sometimes it's just it's, it's about timing it's like that that you know thing in the pot or that thing in the, that you're baking timing is everything sometimes you take it out a little too early and sometimes you leave it in too late, you know? So, so it has to be the right time for a, a beautiful thing to occur, you know? So my number 10 couple, I struggle with that because I feel like these nine are really strong. And my number 10, I kind of went all across the board and looked at like all the different couples. And I was like, man, is there like another old show? Um, is there like a reality TV show? I don't, I really don't, I really don't know. So I'm gonna go outside the box on this one, and y'all might drag me for this, but <laughs> I'm going to talk about two couples as my number ten. I'm gonna cheat a little bit. Two couples on my as my number ten um, that I that I like. Right, one is from reality TV, and it's Todd and Candy. I know y'all drag me. I know, I know y'all like Todd and Candy. Here's why: we've never seen a prenuptial agreement talked about in real time on TV, where especially in this situation, it was a black woman making more than a black man. And she was like, bro, I need you to put your name to this, this pen and paper so we can go ahead and sign this thing and make it happen. You know, um, and to see all of the, the mess that was around them and he's with this girl and he did that. And seemingly they went on and had a good relationship. They went on and had what two children now they went on and, and, you know, started their own restaurant and done, done other business deals and things together. You know, it seems like it worked out, you know, even despite the prenuptial agreement, even despite all the smoke that was coming about Todd uh, prior to um, seemingly kind of went, it kind of went, it kind of went, went OK, you know, so um, their relationship. I think we can learn from that that situation, how to handle a prenup. I'm not saying all the other drama and everything like that. I'm not supporting them and saying that they're the best relationship of all time, y'all. I'm just saying from what we see on that, how they handle that and were able to overcome that. Um, that was something that we've never, I don't know if we've ever really seen depicted on TV. And, um, and my other one, <laughs> my other one is, are y'all ready for it? Here it goes. My other one <laughs> is Michael and Jay, which is uh, the characters from My Wife and Kids. I really like their relationship. It was very comedic. It was very fun. Um, Tisha Campbell has shown that she has acting chops, that she can be on anything, 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 and make it funny. Um, she's played, she's been on two um, mainstream network shows in Fox and on ABC and had multiple seasons as a, as a hit show, My Wife and Kids and Martin. So Tisha Campbell could give a master class on how to be a comedic TV wife, and, or t you know what I mean? Because she's really killing the role on that. And I just like, I, li I just like their relationship. It was cool, it was fun. It always made me laugh um, and that, that kind of thing. But I want to hear you guys, what you feel like your, uh, any couple that I missed on TV, we're going to do uh, my top 10 favorite uh, 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 couples on, uh, on film, on, on movies later. But right now we're focusing on TV on this episode. And I would love to hear your thoughts and see how you, if I, did I kill it? 
Did, did, I, did I leave somebody out? Did you, did you like a viewpoint? Did you disagree with it? Let me know in the comments. Hit us up. This has been Kickback Conversations. It's been another episode. I don't care what you do, but it's Love Month, so go love somebody. I love Love Month because it also comes with my birthday. You know, that's why I tell people I'm a lover, not a fighter, but I fight for those I love. So I hope y'all are blessed. Another installment of Kickback Conversations. We'll see you next time. Peace.